Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. An Erio's Original. Welcome to The Mother of All Shows, the podcast that takes a deep dive into motherhood and parenting with comedy. Because if we can't laugh when our kid gets a stomach virus two days into our vacation, then we're all screwed. Hello, I'm your host, Kimmy Gatewood. Today, we're doing a mailbag episode. You wrote in and we are ready to answer. I picked up my virtual letter opener and avid readers, Rebecca Johnson and Amanda Dybert, are ready to dig into your thoughts and questions. Let's go postal. Okay, guys, it's mailbag time. Welcome to the mailbag. Welcome to the mailbag. Welcome to the mailbag. Hong Kong mailman's here. Amanda, you didn't participate. I, I really did. You know, it was just so perfect <laughs> that I didn't want to fuck it up. <laughs> well, we can do it again, but with a male woman this time. Welcome to the mailbag. Welcome to the mailbag. Welcome to the mailbag. Mail ladies here. Yeah! <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm so excited because we've had some... Terrific feedback and great listener questions from our listeners in mm. listener land. It's not just us at a table talking and looking at each other. There were real really? people listening to us. <laughs> oh, I thought we were just <laughs> hanging out every week <laughs> well, with um, microphones like yeah. we always do. Yeah. <laughs> Today I have a bl- uh, blue, oh my gosh, I have a yellow cover on my microphone. Amanda's got a purple one and Rebecca's got an orange one. Yeah. Wait, it's it like, still has the wine from last it time. It sure does. <laughs> Oh, I got the wine one this time. I got wine too. It's good that we never wash these. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. So let's uh, jump on in here. So the uh, we got an email from Sarah Lowe, friend of the show. Yes. Um, and she is uh, in a comedy group that Rebecca and I are in called the Apple Sisters. And she actually lives in Las Vegas. So she writes, hey, gal pals, longtime listener, first time typer. <laughs> Love the <laughs> podcast. First time she typed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, she's pretty good <laughs> what? at it. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, uh, Love the podcast and panels. However, I felt obligated to let you know that you recently got something incorrect. Uh Uh-oh. It's not entirely true that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Tony Shea's commune is not just alive and well, but is very much thriving. I went recently with my good friend Emily and was surprised and impressed at how well it works. They even have a few roaming llamas. (laughs) I'd be happy to take you for a visit next time you are here. Is she in it? No. She could take us for a visit. She visited. Oh, she visited. Yeah. (laughs) And then you can also come see the new show, The Atomic Saloon at the Palazzo Venetian, presented by Spiegel World. Shameless self-promotion. Love you girls to the moon and back. It's a new show that Sarah is working on. 
Maybe that's the reason she sent it. Is yeah. Tony Shay's commune real? Or did she just make up that correction so she could plug her show that's in Las Vegas at the Venetian that. Atomic Saloon? I love getting corrections. <laughs> I well, Rebecca that- wrote this funny joke about how what uh, Tony Shay's commune, in our commune episode, episode two, about how... Uh, like the communes had all kind of fallen apart, right? And the the yeah. punchline was about Tony Shea's. Uh, she we didn't even research it because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. But I appreciate that, and to know that there's a well, real life I commune. Had, I had still? heard about Tony Shea's commune, mm-hmm. and then I thought that I was told that it was no longer there. Uh huh. And I think that maybe what I was. Um, mistaken about is you know how he, there was like all that re- renovation he did to downtown not at all the but theater. yes go on that's where we performed at the theater oh it we was performed his theater. there oh yeah <laughs> every that the commune strip, that you lived in for yeah. 10 years oh Kimmy <laughs> the theater we performed at and the, that whole strip was renovated yeah. by Tony Shea who owns Zappos and the commune is right down the street and so the container park all of that that's Tony Shea's so the and container so, park was like these old uh, shipping containers that they, they made into food like food booths yes really which cool. still exists Oh, that are amazing. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So there was, but uh, right and there was a comment down the street. Down the street. Know about it? Yeah. Oh my god. So I, I thought that someone because I was in it. I didn't out. know. I yeah. Was <laughs> well, you got out of it, yeah. and so Kimmy got out of the commune and thought it ceased to exist. But actually, <laughs> it's thriving even more than ever. Well, thank you, Sarah Lowe. Yeah, that's pretty cool. A Vegas commune with llamas. That's the only information that I really have, just based on this comment. So, and also we can go see Atomic the like Atomic the, Saloon. I like what? that the llamas are proof that it's thriving. <laughs> that well, I mean, do you have do you have llamas? No, I, I ate my llamas long ago because <laughs> she was my commune was failing. <laughs> Okay, we got a couple questions in about social media and kids. Mm. Uh, so I'll read both of them. Like how to make we... them influencers and how to, <laughs> when they start making money off of diet shakes. Yeah, let's, let's <laughs> check it out. All right, this first one is from Kelly Clark Bouchonneau from Iowa. Uh, thank you for writing in. I'd love to hear about this, the topic of social media pressure for both kids and moms and how old is old enough for kids to have phones, social media. I'm a believer of wait t- till eighth. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. But sometimes I feel very alone in that mentality. Well, thank you for this um, awesome question. Well, let's address this one first. About the topic of social media pressure for both kids and moms, I mean... It is weird because you get uh, this adrenaline rush when you post a picture of your child because it gets so many likes, right? Mm -hmm. And so it becomes a little addictive. And I know for me, I mean, you know, we're doing this podcast and I'm very connected. I talk about Lottie all the time, but I stopped. Once once Glow came around, I stopped posting as many pictures of her because Mm -hmm. I got a little self-conscious about it because I was like, Got a couple weird comments mm-hmm. that from strangers, and you just it just made me realize that like, oh, strangers are looking at pictures of my life. But but that happens all the time in reality television or whatever. It's like you're curating this life that you want people to see. However, I don't know. I, I've struggled with it a lot. I just stopped doing it as much, but I do sneak one in there every now and again. But I think yeah. it's my own ego, not like needing to share something. You know, just one of them likes. <laughs> Give me more likes, baby. Yeah. Do you well, guys share a lot? I don't share Fred publicly on my public Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have a just one for like family and friends. Mm -hmm. But also, yeah, it was that same thing of when Glow was coming out. I was like, oh, suddenly I'm potentially going to be having just fans of the show and fans of comedy. Like, and um, 
I always feel like like Fred is so serious and he was so funny in pictures. I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't want, I just was like, ah, I'd rather that just be for the people that I know. For the Fred and, fans. And for the Fred fans. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, and I think the wait till eighth thing is, is about kids getting their own social media. Ah, uh-huh. Because that's where like my nieces and nephews are at, mm-hmm. where they get like phones. I think at like 10, they'll get a phone, but they, they're not supposed to have, an Instagram and then now some of the my nieces and nephews have started to have an Instagram you know mm. but it's very monitored by their parents that's good and that's um, important yeah. you know but there's all sorts of Snapchats and all that kind of stuff that you can't tell that's what they're the doing most in the mom moment thing you've Snapchats. ever said <laughs> but you, you know there's other things like the Snapchat, the Snapchat. they tick the talk whatever yeah. that is <laughs> oh like, god I'm so stressed out about TikTok it really stresses uh, me out I, every no. time I see an ad for it I'm like so it's just normal looking guys dancing <laughs> um yeah. no but with snapchat because it goes away you can't monitor as much no, as know, with like yeah so yeah. i think you just but i don't no, know I about think the wait till eighth thing yeah. yet because our kids are four so i don't yeah. i don't have an opinion of when they start social yeah. media what do you say amanda um well i for for posting my daughter on social media i have a i have a separate instagram that's mm-hmm. that's private for friends and family where her pictures go and then uh like anything i put on facebook with her pictures a private post um and then if i do tweet any kind of pictures that she's in or anything i put an emoji over her face okay um because i had when uh when she was a newborn i had a really weird situation where that didn't involve her but it involved a picture of her nursery Mm. Where as someone had sent us this really beautiful uh, handcrafted wooden rocking tauntaun. So like a rocking horse, but it was a tauntaun. So yes. Star Wars fans love the Star Wars stuff. I tried to buy it and then I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> but I had posted a picture of that on Facebook of her nursery with the rocking tauntaun. And someone, and it was, it was a, I think it was a friends only post. And someone lifted it and put it on Reddit Oh, and wow. it started going around on Reddit and like, oh, yeah. you know, I see their eyes got big. Reddit is a scary place. And I saw this. Somebody else told me a picture of my child's nursery was on Reddit and I flipped the fuck out. I put like a really passive aggressive. Whoever did this, you've betrayed my confidence. Like I'm extremely I remember angry. that. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, the guy that did it did reach out and apologize. He hadn't thought about it. He wasn't a parent. Um, but then that that affirmed for me. Uh, locking down photos of her because like you said you just don't know who's going to be looking at pictures of your kid and it feels like you know she can't really consent to that yet she can't really have a say about who gets to see photos and I even try to be kind of careful with the kinds of stories that Mm -hmm. I that I share about her just because yeah you know it's her life and right now she's four so I'm making those decisions so I try to be aware well that actually kind of gets into the next question about social media from RK Lawton Robert Lawton child uh, children's privacy in the days of social media and ubiquitous digital cameras what does a parent need to know and I think you kind of answer the question is that anything you put in public even with your friends I mean even if your post was private Mm -hmm. somebody could have screenshot it and Mm-hmm. put it on Reddit or whatever without your consent or thinking about it because we don't have strong rules about that stuff, right. you know? And I mean, I even see, you know, some people watermark their Instagram pictures, you mm-hmm. know, but it doesn't stop them from going out in the world. Right. So it's like, it's definitely a, a tough call because it is really fun and it's how we stay social. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't be terrified of it, obviously. Right. But... You know, 
I've seen it more and more, at least in my friend circle, people covering the, their, the face of their children, which is hilarious. Cause then you're like, do you just like that picture of yourself? <laughs> like, like, what, what is that? Why? It's like just like blurring out half a photo and be like, see how much fun we're having? <laughs> like, I don't know. The, the, their kids are just always crying. <laughs> like, do we just need to do old fashioned slideshows where we go from person to person and just show them like, this is what I did this weekend? I mean, isn't that what Instagram is really? Just like glorified slideshows of our lives. <laughs> yeah. And I think for, I think for people who are not in like the entertainment industry, yeah. it's a lot more like that where it's your, you have your whatever network of maybe 500 people max who you interact with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas when you're in the entertainment industry and then people are actively seeking you out to follow mm-hmm. you, it, it blurs it. But I know people who have never put a photo of their kid online, like their kid's face, you know, yeah. and like it's always like the back of them or whatever. And um, yeah, Mindy Kaling does that. She just shows yeah. like the back of her kid's head or whatever. But you know, but then you ask again, like, she, that baby's still wearing those cute clothes. Like, is that still exploitation or is it just like, like shielding their privacy? It's hard to tell. Well, I think because of facial recognition, like, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother level. Whereas oh, showing God. their. <laughs> I didn't even think about facial that's recognition. That's what I think a lot of people do it. What, the reason, like, why friends of ours do it, where so they're they not can't famous. grow 3D babies of our children or copies. <laughs> yeah, like, they can't do the facial recognition, like, so early that that mm. could be their choice. Whereas, like, just showing, like, the back of them or the silhouette of them or even their clothes is, like, one thing, but, like, you know, you're making, there's things that are happening that we can't even imagine. No, totally. That's just insane. Right. Even since we had kids. I, I, girl, (laughs) I know I'd like just got an Instagram account, like not before. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so Kelly's question about giving the kids social media, I think that, you know, it's obviously a very personal choice and, um, that I, eighth, eighth is right you're about to go into high school like 13 14 yeah yeah. i mean they're they're responsible enough to understand and and i think the most important thing is not to you know judge people who have that give phones earlier because maybe it's a necessity in life but also it's just like when they had it's like getting your ears pierced i feel like it's like Mm -hmm. some people Mm -hmm. pierce them when they're babies some people pierce them when they're 10 you know it's definitely a personal choice and like I think putting that line in the sand is always great for kids. Like when you're 13, you get this. When you're 16, you can drive a car. When you're 18, mm-hmm. you know, those are really good benchmarks, I think, for kids. So I think that's a really good rule, especially if it works for your household. Um, and then children's privacy in the days of social media. Man, that is just like a thick question that we will get into in another episode, I think, because it's a awesome question. And social media is like I have struggles with social media, so I can't imagine what it's like to be like a brain-forming child. Is that what you say? Brain-forming is the scientific yeah. term. I yes. just think about like it being just this um, insane, like our need for likes. Like just imagine mm-hmm. our need for likes, and we're grown adults, and we and- cry about stupid things. Like right. I don't have enough. I don't have ten thousand followers. I mean, I really I worked at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and imagine just being like thirteen at the worst, like most awkward time in your life and being like, nobody's liking my posts. Yeah, no, I know. It's like giving a false sense of like confidence or something or like putting weight on the wrong thing. Exactly. And the dark side of it, the trolling. Like, like I'm I'm a grown ass woman and sometimes the trolling gets to me and like, 
legitimately bothers me and gets under my skin. I'm like, oh, I have to take a break because this is mean. I can't imagine how I would have felt about that as a preteen or a teen. Mm -hmm. Our listeners should know that Donald Trump has blocked Amanda on Twitter. Oh, I'm proud of that trolling. Which is amazing. Fully framed. It's beautiful. Oh, I did. I bought a patriotic frame. It is framed (laughs) in my living room. That is not a joke. She beat that troll. Yeah. And your kid met Hillary Clinton, so you have a pretty good life. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> With a oh, picture. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Let's move on to our next topic, which is oh, this is a question from Helen Rose Gray. Uh, she wrote into us at MOAS Pod Instagram. Um, what are your thoughts about cannabis and parenting? Hashtag Bong Michaels. Bong Michaels! Yes, yes Helen. That is a reference from our episode of Glow when Rebecca and I. We're in episode six. Remember, we got in the in the limo, and in I was like, "Don't forget Bong, Bong Michaels." Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What are your thoughts about cannabis and parenting? I mean, I don't smoke weed. Do either of you guys smoke weed? Yeah, sometimes. I think it's t- you know the same as drinking, personally. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you partake responsibly, the same way that you might have wine, like I don't think it's a big deal. I think making sure extra being extra careful about making sure it's really out of uh, reach for kids because especially with the gummies and oh the god edibles. i didn't even think about the edibles it's just like yeah, if you just yeah. look i mean cool cookie mom uh, yeah um i'm high forever yeah and i can't even remember i don't think the cookies have any kind of like lock on them like the mints at least, oh, good old weed lock but the mints at least are like medicinal like the they look like candy but then you can't open it easily so at least it has like a child I am being safe educated lock. so hardcore about edibles right now yeah. <laughs> that's crazy but like my god yeah you have to make sure you have to, right to keep the, because yeah that it would just be more detrimental for them to just grab a nugget of pot and eat that than even a sip of wine. Is that what it is? A nugget of pot? <laughs> a nu- you can call it a nugget. You can one tell she's a hardcore full, marijuana one full, user. One full <laughs> Not nug. <laughs> Not that often, Mom. <laughs> I know you're listening. I tried it once in college. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, there's a, a whole, like, I think for for me, I never, I never really smoked a lot of weed, um, ever but but there is in california where we live there's a lot of a lot more access to it safe marijuana that you Mm -hmm. can get legally now and i think that's kind of changed people's relationship with it that it's not only something that you can uh you know it's just like having a beer or Mm -hmm. and it's uh, you can have have it uh, there, now. There are going to be laws about you know driving and just think about it. Like if you were going to have a couple of beers at home and your kid got sick and had to go to the hospital or something, I think just weed should just be treated that way. Mm-hmm. It's kind yeah. of how you, just like have somebody like have a safe, responsible plan like you would with anything else. But I don't think there's a problem. The only thing I like don't do you smoke weed, Amanda? I not very often. Like I'm much more um much more a wine drinker wine. than a than a than a a, a weed user. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, oh the boy. Snapchat. <laughs> the old Snapchat. TikToks, guys. Uh, <laughs> but I think I'm 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 with Rebecca on, you know, keep things stored safely out mm-hmm. of the reach of children. Treat it like you would wine if you're going to imbibe think about like is it after the kids have gone to bed are you okay is there somebody else who could drive in case of emergency just the normal the normal you know, substance right. stuff but or I, like you wouldn't smoke a cigarette in front of your kids so you probably shouldn't well, smoke a blunt that's not in front true. of your kid. well some people so, right. some people do but i yeah. would say like if you're trying to 
model. I wouldn't ever smoke a cigarette in front of my kid and I wouldn't right. ever smoke a, a joint in front of I my mean, kid. I mean, that's the thing is that the, the difference between like alcohol and like anything that you could smoke or vape or whatever right, is right. like they can get a, a high or they can inhale second degree smoke. So right. there has to be extra special care, I think. Yes, that's weed. true. You, you shouldn't know, just be like smoke. passing a bong, Michael's. <laughs> Because That's then they will get a contact tie yeah. for real. Right. So you like go outside, go in your garage in your get man your, cave, in your woman cave, in your, your downy sheets or whatever. Binary cave, <laughs> not binary cave. Oh my god! There's on on the home garden network. There's the man cave and the mom cave, and it made me so mad. I was so pissed. I was like, oh, it was not the dad cave and the mom cave. It's the man cave and the mom cave. <laughs> Fuck you, feminism. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think. I think uh, if like getting high is just, I mean, it, it ranks the same. I think as alcohol, especially and just in being places responsible. where it's legal. Yeah, when it's legal for sure. You know, like doing cocaine in front of children. I think is not an great. unsafe thing to do. Not or, a great thing. Or it's not. Or- no, oh, <laughs> Amanda. Shit. There's a lot. There's Lock a up lot your cocaine, of- Amanda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of dangerous drugs out there, which you know. Do, Guys, live I, do, your I, life. Don't, I don't do cocaine. I, I, don't, I don't smoke don't cigarettes. Do I don't. I don't. Here's, like, here's here's a three squares. <laughs> here's a word of warning, though. Don't put acid in your baby's bottle. No, it does Jesus not Christ. sleep train them. <laughs> it doesn't sleep no, train them. It just no. makes them stay up longer. Becca what? was on Tony Shea's llama in the middle <laughs> of the desert <laughs> giving her child acid bottles. Oh, my God. After the break, we'll take more questions from our listeners. We've got you covered with answers on setting boundaries with your kids, bullies, and not becoming your mother. I love you, Mom, but there's only one of you, and it should stay that way. You're the mother of all snowflakes. (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay. Uh, this one is your toddlers and body boundaries. Okay, so this one's from Instagram. Uh, at uh, This is from uh, Shraddha Nanziata, friend of the show. Uh, my almost four-year-old has been super physical lately, which I don't mind at home because at home equals lots of hugs and cuddles. But when we're in public, he wants to kiss like Aladdin and Jasmine. <laughs> also, good for you for showing um, him Aladdin because that's a great movie. <laughs> And sometimes grabs my boobs or lifts my shirt to touch my tummy. Does that happen in Aladdin? God, the, the that boobs. might be separate from Aladdin. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> the unless uncut. Did you show like a Pornhub version of Aladdin, which I would not recommend? No. Maybe yeah. <laughs> not recommend. So, I know it is innocent, but it is embarrassing and annoying. I sometimes feel like telling him gives him attention in a way that encourages it, which probably speaks to a larger problematic consent issue that might be too big for a mailbag episode. Um, So I sometimes ignore, hoping he won't get reinforcement and stop. I also tell him at home in private that he can't be grabby in public. What's your advice on 
for how to nip this one in the bud and or is this one of those weird preschool development quirks he'll grow out of? This is a, a awesome question. Thank you for answering. I feel like a lot of parents go through this kind of stuff when it comes to being like, what's appropriate and what's inappropriate and like, where do you, like, as a parent, at some point you like lose your sense of like decorum, you know, where you're just like, yeah, she can just like slap me in the face because I'd rather that than... Cry her cry. Yeah, yes, I would. Yes. <laughs> I just want to get through my dinner. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> totally. I so, think it's good. I mean, I feel like this happens to me all the time with my son, who's five, and I and my husband, both of us, will be like, that's mommy's body. Like, that's my body. If I say I don't want you to touch it in that way, you can't touch it. And then also I'll say to him, these are my private parts. Like, get it, you know. Mm-hmm get away <laughs> like that's not appropriate <laughs> right like and I'm just making a really clear boundary and so no matter how many times like and it happens much less where he would want to slap my butt or grab my boob or you know whatever it is and I think part of it is like something he thinks is funny but I do think it's a natural part of their development and then it's just setting that boundary and I think it's really appropriate to set that boundary and this is a good time to be like this is my body and I don't want you to touch me like that so don't touch me like that I agree. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think something that helps make it easier is to have the same boundaries at home as out in public, because that's really confusing to a little kid who's trying to figure out what the boundaries are. If there's one Which in public and one in private. When you want to hug. Right. And stuff, but yes, you're absolutely right. Right. And I mean, like hugs and snuggles, obviously that's, that's okay. And that's good. And that's great. But as far mm-hmm. as, you know, drawing the line of like, okay, you can't grab mommy's boobs anymore, even though you could when. You were, you were a baby and whatever, they were yeah. a food source. Like, you know, those kinds of things. I think, you know, once a kid gets over a certain age, you've got to kind of start doing that so that they understand for their own bodies, for their friends, for everything. Well, here's when it gets tricky. I'll tell you what. This is, I'm sorry to Lottie in 20 years from now, but we have this foam roller that vibrates and she was sitting on it and being like, ooh, this feels nice. And I was like, oh, shit. I have to have a talk about this and I don't know how. And I was just like, let's put it away. And I was like, it's okay. Like trying to be like, it's okay if this feels good, but also, oh God, um, shoot. Uh, how do I talk about masturbation to a five-year-old? You know what I mean? This is the thing that, these are the things that like you, parents, you're not crazy for like having all of these, like, what do I do in this scenario, in this situation, you know, because Obviously, like, like grabbing a boob or lifting up a shirt in public, it, it wouldn't be such a big deal at home. You'd just be like, cut it out, stop right, it, you're right. be, you knock it off or whatever. Um, but, uh, like, in public, like, you don't want to make a scene. Right. You don't right. want to, you don't want to have to have a teachable moment when you're, like, having a wonderful pasta dinner at the right, restaurant. Right. You know what I mean? Where you're paying $30 for a dish. Right. So... Like, I, I, I think that, you know, in the moment, setting the boundaries are, and like setting the boundaries and distraction and you're doing all the right things. I think it's just maybe there's a different way to approach because this seems like the approach is not working currently, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, like explain, I like to have to want to kiss like Jasmine and, and Aladdin. Like, that's such a tough question. Okay. You can kiss like that, but, is it with uh, <laughs> the person you love, but you can't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it But gets not hard. with your mom. And then, 
Then they start reading Oedipus Rex and they're like, what am I doing <laughs> with my life? <laughs> you're not teaching me literature. <laughs> I think though, if you're, if she's uncomfortable, then that's something to validate within yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's okay mm-hmm. for you to be uncomfortable about it. And it's okay for you to set a boundary for your own self. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so if it's something that you don't personally like want to kiss on the lips in that way, whatever, and like, yeah, it's okay. That's okay to feel uncomfortable. Like you don't have to feel guilty. Just because your kid wants to do that. Right. You don't want to. It's like when they have a tantrum, you you remove them from the situation. And right. I mean, but again, like. No. And you brought up a good point with the with the masturbation topic, which I haven't had to broach yet. But I know. Don't go buy a foam roller (laughs) is what you said. Vibrates. I'll tell you what. But you're right. That's a situation where there are different rules and boundaries, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's one thing to teach them like it's fine to explore your body and privacy in your own home in your own room which Don't like feel oh shame god i'm and not ready for that conversation but like yeah. will be the conversation but like obviously you can't do that in public you can't do that with someone else around mm-hmm. you can't do that to someone else like it's it's a lot parenting is so hard i know i know <laughs> i think that yes this is developmentally correct because yeah. he's pushing boundaries right now um he's trying to like four-year-olds are at a point where they can they're they're trying to definitely get attention from you and they're trying to push their boundaries so like I found that at four when I started giving her chores it helped with a lot of her behavioral problems um and I won't even call them problems because they weren't problems but it was just it helped her with a focus and so I think structure if you maybe start with something like chores like if you haven't already um, have her or him put the dishes in the sink when he's done with his dinner, have him clean up his room, have him make his bed every morning, and then just put things like brush teeth on, on, on the list. I think that those help him understand the boundaries and then you, mm. they, they, they can reach out to further boundaries from just like, okay, I understand. Simple ones. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I understand how to put a, a dish in the sink. And then it's like, oh, I understand that, um, this is my mom's body and this is not an appropriate time to do something like this. So thanks for the great question. Um, I'd love to talk about it more. Okay, we got a question um, from at little, I think it's little woman, big mouth. It's at L-T-T-L-W-M-N-B-I-G-M-T-H. Sounds Maybe like it's it. little woman, big month. <laughs> yeah, little woman, big month. Yeah, that probably is. Uh, Thank you for writing in. Um, okay, here's the question. WTF is up with shoe bullying. All of my kids have come home saying kids give them a hard time about not wearing expensive ass shoes. They wear Vans slash Converse. First of all, Vans slash Converse are super cute. Um, I'm sorry your children have to, I'm sorry that your kids have to come home and they have they're to being be bullied. Older than our kids, but yeah, that's, that's definitely sure. happened in my, our, when I was a kid too. Yeah. Yeah. That it it totally sucks. And from when when I was a kid, it was jeans. Mm-hmm. It was like everybody needed to have the guest jeans to be cool. Mm-hmm. No, I just remember like in elementary school, even um, being too poor to have a trapper keeper when everyone else had a trapper keeper, mm-hmm. and being a social oh, pariah. Like it was bad news, guys. Yeah, there's so much like you don't know what it's gonna be. That's the status thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess they're always gonna look for something to make fun of kids for and it just sucks when it's like i remember kids had like a hundred dollar air jordans you know or they'll pump up reeboks and like my parents were like no 
Like you don't need right. those. Like right. no but, way. But as you know, you, you know, when you're a parent, like you want to give your kid everything. And especially if it's going to make their life a little bit easier, you would give anything, you know, to do it. So, but then it perpetuates a thing of normalcy. So if like for whatever reason, suddenly, you know, the, the van slash converse are the Starks of Game of Thrones, you know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and they're on the outs, you know what I mean? Everybody's trying to like put them on the outside and they're trying to win their way back to the throne. I never watched Game of Thrones. Oh, Otherwise I'd be contributing Amanda, to did this you watch joke. Game of Thrones? I did. I did watch okay, Game of Thrones. Okay, great. You really were on board. I could tell. Yeah. Rebecca <laughs> was like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's really tough. I mean, it sounds like your kids are probably in middle school or high school and like issue bullying is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And then, but I mean, that's just bullying in general. But, but anything, anything that can, uh, you know, where kids are basically exploring their power and exploring uh like the their own boundaries of you know just wanting to get ahead so that they're in like a cool group and like being able to be superior i think is pretty normal for that age and actually all of adulthood <laughs> just get them a dragon and have them burn those motherfuckers <laughs> to the ground <laughs> if you watch game of thrones this i've really heard about meaningful. this dragon okay. burning <laughs> I've heard of the mother of dragons yes, yes. then yeah. killed everyone in town. Yeah. Yep. So but, just do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> the fail safe. But I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm super bummed that your kids have to, to go through that. But you're uh, an amazing mom. And like the fact that you can provide like provide your kids with the resources of shoes, you know, every day is like really important. And, and don't feel know. bad. Yeah, like, don't feel bad. Yeah, I had truly fake converse so i got made fun of for that um but yeah i feel like it's it, it, they'll they'll be fine yeah and i won't i won't even say the things that it's like well it'll make them tougher because that's not really what it is it's more of just like giving people the coping mechanisms in order to like when to let things go and when to fight back and something like shoe bullying i mean if a kid can learn to let that go Right. Then you're doing a really good job as a parent because it's... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Eventually. It yeah. matters right now, though. Yeah, yeah, right now it matters so much. No. I mean, right now it's probably uh, super hard for yeah. them. And like something yeah. that makes them sad on the daily. But in five to ten years, luckily, they won't care. That's right. You just like tell them that in five to ten years, they'll be coming up with the next like iPhone or something <laughs> in a garage or whatever. Put them in a garage. That's my advice. No. <laughs> no, no, no. You're doing a good job. Okay. We have one last question or I guess this is a um, request for us to talk about. They'd love to get our thoughts on not becoming your mom, which is so, I mean, it's, I feel like it's inevitable. I was like, I'm so different. And then I looked at a picture. I was like, Oh, I'm my mom. A hundred percent. Oh, oh yeah. boy. Well, um, yeah, I think that you take the best things and then naturally we're like different people. Um, I don't talk like this. <laughs> I'm not like, oh, uh, uh, Kimmy, you might knock over that wine. Kimmy, oh, more than one glass, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> How much is this bottle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, Ten dollars. I, I will have a sip then because I don't want you to waste that dollar. <laughs> I mean, my mom's lovely, but we're di- very different. Yeah, your we're mom's different. so fun. Yeah, she's 
more risk averse. Yeah. But I, I think, so the, I guess the broader question is like if people, they don't want to become their moms because they are, uh, didn't have a good experience at some point, right? Or just find their moms annoying. Do you want to, first of all, I, I have a answer to it, but please tell me your, your thoughts on becoming your mom. Oh, I mean, are you wanting me to say the, uh, <laughs> the dark truth is I've already outlived her. <laughs> Girl. My yes. mom died at 35. I will be 37 in two weeks. Yay. So I've already, uh, yes. I've already uh, done that. But no, I mean, there's the, the obvious, my mom was very religious mm-hmm. and, um, she was going through a lot. There's a, my daughter's childhood looks nothing like mine and I'm so happy about that. And that is by design. Yeah. At the same time, I think that the whole like not becoming your mom thing also kind of sucks as a mom to think about. No, it totally does. Because I'm like, well, hold on. Like, we're doing our best. And that's the thing, you know, my mom did love me. My mom mm-hmm. did like keep us alive. She made some, you know, I had a, I had a rough childhood. There were some questionable decisions made. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, yep. for sure. At the same time, I think that for most mothers, for many mothers, they're doing the best that they can. And Absolutely. there are probably some areas where it's good to become your mom. I mean, there are things, um, the fact that I'm crafty and like do fun arts and crafts and stuff like that with my daughter and take her on adventures and go way too crazy on her birthday party themes. Aww. That's all my mom. That's a way that I am my mom that I'm happy about. So I think it's, I don't know. I think it's a mixed bag. Yes. I think like I always come back to that moment when the moment I became a parent, I immediately apologized to my mom for all the shit that I put her through. <laughs> and like, I think about that all the time because I think that biology has programmed all of us to be little shitheads when we become hormonal in 13, 14, 15, 16, whatever it is, so that we can leave the nest. So I think that's the point in which we as mothers are prepared, have to be prepared to be like, okay, this is the moment when they don't think we're gods anymore. <laughs> and know? we can't hate them because they still need us. Yeah. So we're not prepared. We're not like actually biologically like set up to be yeah. like, well, then get the fuck out. We're, right. We have to still deal with their shit. <laughs> I got to buy you vans that you're going to complain about yeah. now because they're not cool enough. They're $40. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to grow out of them tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's so crazy. I mean, I... I really like love my mom and feel like she was a reaction to her own mother who traveled a lot, who worked a lot and they were both two working parents. And I'm like, Oh crap. Am I, is Lottie going to be a reaction to me? Cause like my mom was very involved. She was Brownies troop leader. She was, went to all the marching band, like, um, uh, events, if you will. <laughs> uh, she was very involved. So she was the opposite of my grandmother. And then I in turn have that I want to be a working mother role model for my kid. Mm-hmm. Not to say like, I want to be anti my mom but this is the type of mother that i want to be and i'm like is it just like this cycle you know where it's constant reaction to what you wanted or what you think because my mom wishes that her mom was more involved which i'm like i hear that now and i'm like oh god like am i gonna 
end up being that mom. You uh, know, it's so hard not to hear because there's such a set a set of circumstances, mm-hmm. and that like create a lesson like that or whatever someone wanted. You know, and it's like, yeah, you know, I feel like it's not going to be exactly relatable to Lottie. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's good because it makes you think. Totally, totally. No, it definitely makes me think about, you know, when you are accepting jobs or, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. having to put boundaries, even on like hanging out with friends and stuff, you Mm -hmm. have to really kind of pick and choose. And I often try to pick her when I, when I can. And Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, you know, it's not that I, I would, it's like, I would love to be my mom, how amazing she was and like involved and, and caring and kind and, um, totally there, but you know, she had kids at 20 years old and Mm -hmm. didn't get to follow her career. And I felt like there was just two things fighting. There's her wanting me to follow my career and her having kind of not sacrificed everything, but kind of to get me to that point. Mm. And then I became professional and am working consistently finally after 20 years, (laughs) but you know, and then there's the the flip side that wants to be a role model for my own daughter. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It it definitely is, is tough, but I hope I get my mom's legs forever. <laughs> <laughs> my mom has still not gone totally gray. So, mm-hmm. and you know what? I, I, don't, I don't dye my hair either. So I know you guys okay. like not. No, I don't. <gasps> and it's okay. For us to become our moms. Okay? <laughs> All right, girls. I love you, Mom. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Bev. You're the best listener ever. <laughs> My mom's dead, so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, she's here. <laughs> oh, she's right behind you. So many, many great questions. Thank you so much for writing in. As you know, I am no expert, but I hope that our answers help you feel less alone when navigating the crazy world of parenting. I know that it helped me to hear from all of you. And if you ever have a late night tweet, I'm always available at Pod to tell you that, yes, it's okay that you dropped your phone on your newborn's head while breastfeeding. I'd like to thank all of our listeners for writing to the show. You made this episode. Special thanks to Rebecca Johnson and Amanda Dybert for their wisdom and jokes. Just like Parenthood, we're still figuring it out. So please reach out to me through our website, motherballshows.com. If you have any questions, thoughts, or topics you'd like to hear, we are all over social media at MOAS Pod. Send comments and questions to motherballshows at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Jen Perilini, written by Rebecca Johnson, music by Jerome Curtinbuck, and edited by Amanda Lund and Veronica Gruva. I am a proud part of the Erios Network. Please subscribe and rate The Mother of All Shows on Apple, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It will really help us out. Don't be a stranger. We will have links to the topics and resources we discussed today on our website. See you for the next one. Oh, oh, I have one question for you listeners. Does anyone have an idea how to get my daughter to sleep past 5 a.m.? Or do you know any sunrise sitters? I guess I'll have to wait for the next mailbag episode to hear the answer. Hopefully I can stay awake that long. Erios. Powered by ACAST. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 